Hi, this is Chris Morelia, and this is Musings from a Corner Classroom, Episode 6. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to my colleague, April Salas, and we'll be discussing the trials and tribulations of remote learning. All right, uh, so... uh, Welcome to episode, uh, Musings from a Corner Classroom, and today I have a special guest. It's a colleague of mine who I've worked with for uh, quite a few years, April Salas. Hello. And she um, is uh, she's had multiple roles um, at our school since she's been there. And April, I'd, maybe you just give a little background of your experience at Mendez and what you did prior to Mendez. Sure. Uh, well, this is my 12th year at Mendez. And I can't believe it's been that long already. <laughs> yeah, wow. I've, and, it's amazing. I, you know, forgive me. I'm sorry. I should say this is my uh, ninth year at Mendez. I was at a, I was in a different, I, I should say 12th year in teaching. Um, prior to Mendez, I was at another uh, middle school in the Inland Empire. And I was there for a few years. And, uh, but this is a long, this, I've been at this um, site the longest in my career so far. So um, yeah, I teach social studies. I'm a sixth grade teacher. And I'm teaching online right now, just like you are. Okay. And she will eventually move into a, another position as well as a um, Title I person slash resource, whatever. The, uh, they have so many different positions. But she's, uh, she's been a colleague of mine for all this time, and we've done a lot of collaboration. But we're in a different time period right now. So, um, yeah. and. April and I do talk quite often about what the challenges. So my first question, once again, is uh, what have been the challenges of remote teaching for mm. you? Okay, well, I think one of the biggest one is, is like, it's a simple one, but it's being online so much, being on a computer um, so many hours a day and for such a long period. I also teach at a college in the afternoon, so I don't think I really realize the strain it would be on me physically. Um, just being on the screen that long. I think um, the last few months, there's some days I've been online about 16 hours total. And that includes, you know, teaching my middle school classes, my college classes, and then having meetings in between those times. So, and then grading, of course. So it's, that's been a really, a really tough one for me. Um, The other one is when you are teaching online, um, you don't have the engagement that you normally could ask for in a face-to-face setting. So I know, you know, for me, it was kind of a, you'd think I'd know, but know better. But the first few weeks, I was shocked that like so many kids would, we call it, you know, in teaching, now we call it ghosting. You know, they don't come on camera, they're there, but they don't really engage. They just have the camera on, that's about it. So that's been kind of tough to deal with, trying to get kids engaged in and seeing this as, you know, this is learning now and trying to help them make that adjustment. So that's been, that's been pretty tough. And then the third thing would be just oh, the hardest one, I think, is uh, setting the boundaries because you are online. You know, uh, you have you can get so many emails. I, I think the beginning, the first month of school, I was getting like 70 emails a day from parents, administrators and trying to keep up with that was really hard. And parents emailing you at all times of the day and wanting your help or wanting to know why their child have, has this grade. And I became a bit overwhelmed, to be honest. And so that was really hard. I had to learn how to set boundaries and just check my email once a day and, and then answer them at that time and not feel like I have to be available 24-7 just because we're teaching by computer now. So, Yeah, I, I, I faced similar challenges. And if we 
uh, spoken about these, um, just, you know, that, that self-care setting boundaries, um, that's so important because we're, we are trying to do the best for our students and our, our students are, um, they're, they're located in Santa Ana and there, there's so many issues that they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the challenges that I, I, I'm right there with you. I've experienced the <laughs> ghosting and it's, it's still going on every day as we can see. Um, that's, that's a challenge. And like you said, the lack of inter, um, interaction is just, that's really tough. I think we're, you know, we're people, people, and we just want to be connected with those mm-hmm. students and we're not getting that right now. Yes. Um, yeah. So that's uh, and then, like you said, the emails, <laughs> the emails, are, they've, they've diminished over the last uh, month, but for a while it was, it was crazy. Absolutely. And you know, at times, I don't know if you ever experienced this, you know, having parents come online, come on camera and have Haven't questions. experienced that one yet, but I know you have. <laughs> it's a fun one. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yep. Those, those are the challenges that sometimes we don't even talk about. <laughs> I have had students come in. I've had students show up actually into one of my sessions and say, hey, why haven't you graded this? Oh, it's like, get out of here. <laughs> it's like, you just walked in, you've just walked through my virtual door. They sure did. They sure did. <laughs> yeah. So what have been the uh, positives? Because I know it's easy to focus on the negatives, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there's some positives that have um, occurred during this, uh, the last four months. Well, there's, a, there's quite a few. And I, I had to start, you know, in the beginning, I was, I'll be honest, you know, in the beginning, it was a little overwhelming. So I, I was maybe focusing on the negative a little too much Then I had to do like a brain, uh, a brain cleanse. And the, I started starting to focus on some of the good things that are happening. So one of them is, you know, even though I was being hard on myself as an educator, my students, I was getting really good feedback from them, that they were really enjoying my class. They were they, they, they actually look forward to coming to my class every day. And I, I was shocked at first. I said, really? <laughs> so just hearing that was pretty cool that they're still, they're still enjoying learning. Um, I think another thing is uh, just I, the fact that I know that my students are safe or safer, that they're in, in their homes. So, you mm-hmm. know, I know that they don't, they're not, you know, putting themselves out there or they're putting themselves out they're less so that, you know, they don't have to contract the coronavirus. So I know that they're, they're safer at home. Um, I think also the fact that, you know, for them, I think a big positive, um, well, something that I, that I'm happy about is that, you know, they are getting to learn from home and they're in a comfortable environment. And, you know, I guess I could work either way, you know, positively or negatively. Maybe they don't have my classroom resources, but there's other resources they have available. You know, they might have a parent there. Maybe they don't, but they might have an older Mm -hmm. sibling who can help them. And they might not have that in my class, you know, in a classroom where I typically have 38 to 40 students. uh, And I don't always get to every single student as much as I want to. Sometimes at home, they have an older sibling that can help them or they're helping their sibling, their younger siblings. So -hmm. I think it's also drawing their families together a bit. So I feel like that's a positive overall of, you know, this whole setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that I was just discussing with my student teacher today. Um, He was asking about as far as how many classes he's going to be teaching and um, how I would go about doing it. And I said, well, typically you would just take over in the second semester. And the first thing you'd have to deal with is the fact that you're a student teacher and there's classroom management issues. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have classroom management issues and it's actually, that's been one of the positives. I don't, we, I don't have those confrontations with students that I've had in previous years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, some of them have been very subtle, but it's nothing like the, the face-to-face confrontations. Um, so that's, I know that's been one of my, my positives. Um, and I think, like you said, just the, you're able to interact with them differently. Uh, like when we do breakout rooms and when you can talk to and provide individual help with students, you don't always get a chance to do that in a classroom setting because you're turning around, making sure that the other 25, 30 students are doing things that they're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, there's, there's definitely the, the positives there. Um, and, and I know for myself and one of the positives is I don't have to make the commute anymore. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so we, we don't have to worry about getting to school and fighting traffic or anything like that. It's, uh, just wake up, do your thing and get ready for school. So that in a way that's, I've looked at that as that's a positive. very positive. My, I haven't been late once. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. For the rest exactly. <laughs> so, um, how has the pandemic and remote teaching changed how you teach? Mm. Well, I, I think there's some temporary changes I've made in order to kind of cope with it. Um, but I'm sure there are some things I will take with me once we when things get back to normal, hopefully soon. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I hope there's some things I can, some positives that I can take with me back into face-to-face setting. But for... For now, like, I guess the biggest one that I could think of is, you know, I've, I've had to really simplify my teaching. And you know me very well that I really like trying new strategies. I can be a risk taker. I will come to, you know, work one day and say, you know what, I want to try something completely different today. And I'm a little bit more um, sporadic sometimes, and it works really well for me. And I haven't really been able to, you know, you don't, you have to really be, for me, online has forced me to be a little bit more um, organized and more intentional about mm-hmm. what I do. And I don't really, I don't have really room for that. Um, for, you know, just putting, trying new things all of a sudden, I really had to plan out my week, you know, here's what I'm doing. Um, so that's, you know, that's, that's been something, but I think for me also, there's a lot of um, awesome platforms out there, you know, there's Nearpod mm-hmm. and there's just so many cool things out there. And, you know, I, I used to be really gung ho about trying all these different, especially like techie tools, we call them, you know, trying all these different tools, but, you know, with everything going on, like I told someone yesterday, you know, sometimes I'm not really thriving, I'm surviving, but it's not a bad thing necessarily. I'm just, I've learned to really simplify. I don't really get into all the different cool um, techie tools out there right now. I'm keeping my mm-hmm. lessons really simple um, in order mm-hmm. to, I ha- just to help kids. I have kids that are, you know, are gifted. And then I have kids that are just really struggling and I have to really create simple lessons that can engage all of them without also burning myself out. So I'm mm-hmm. just right now, I'm keeping yeah. my lessons very simple. And it seems to be working for me right now. Would I do that in a regular class setting? No, no absolutely not. <laughs> but for now, it's working. Yes, I know you're a risk I am, I am. I'm like, let's try. We're going to do this big project. We're going to do, you know, and I, I like that. That's how I am. And it works well. And the kids love the energy. But I just can't do that right now. So I'm just... And keeping my lessons very simple, straightforward. Here's what we're doing today. Boom, we're doing it. The kids feel they get them, they get the assignment done. They feel like they've accomplished something and it works for us right now. But again, when we go back to the face to face setting, that you know, that wouldn't be something I would um that's not gonna be something I continue. <laughs> right, right. I, I know for myself, um, I'm much like yourself and I I take all kinds of risk, especially with the technology mm-hmm. and um I've been able to, uh, at first, the, the lessons, and I still encounter this. It's like, okay, I, I plan the lesson. It's, um, it, 
this is a lesson for, and because April and I don't, we see our kids either twice or three times a week and we throw out our Wednesdays or Wednesdays are, we, we can't teach on mm-hmm. Wednesdays. We just, we come up with other activities, but for myself, it seems like every lesson becomes a two day lesson. And there's, there's so many variables that have uh, it's, it's caused me to be flexible, mm-hmm. but it's, as you were saying, it's caused me to, to, it's forced me to become very direct and intentional yes about, okay, we're not, I'm not going to do all these other things. I want to do them so badly because they're just more engaging, but I have to keep it simple. And I think the other thing and, too is, if you don't mind me interrupting, is routine. No. Um, with online teaching, yeah. you really have to establish routines because as much as I want to introduce maybe a new tool out there, that takes, to just it takes <laughs> weeks, if not months, to really get the students learning how to use 15 absolutely so if i were if i were to be introducing new tech tools every day i'm going to spend more time on on questions and and troubleshooting and i really Mm want to get to the most important things so like i use like quizzes.com you know the kids already have a routine Mm -hmm. everyone for every quiz we use quizzes to do competitions and that's a nice it's a routine so they i don't have to reteach it each time the kids know it so routine is important in this yeah, and I, I'm very much a, um, I have my routine. I, I use quizzes um, twice a week, and it's to build upon this. It's an edgic protocol mm. uh, philosophy. You, you build upon what they, and they come in and they take the quiz on the content that we're going to be covering. And an example was today, they, um, my students were taking the quiz for the sixth or seventh time about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And their scores, their, their beginning scores, when they took it uh, three weeks ago, were around the 50%. And the, um, my honors classes actually were, um, they were up to 85% class average. Mm. So once again, that routine, and I keep telling them, I say, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And just that repetition, um, it, it, because our class time is shortened, our teaching time is shortened, it, it forces you to make those changes. Um, I know it's just, it, it's just, we have to really, we've, our curriculum is shrank, but we're, we're using our, um, I think of the, largely if the kids come out with the basic skills um, for our classes being history classes, I think we've, we've that's addicted mm-hmm. by itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been doing this just, well, if we count the, the spring. And the summer, we work together in the summer, remember? And that's right. We worked, geez, <laughs> April, we worked, the, we've been working together we didn't, we had maybe a week break in the summer, the two of us and a couple other teachers, because we were working on other curriculum projects and teaching as well. So we've been doing this, um, you could say nine months almost. Wow. Um, so after when this ends, or if it ends this school year, we really don't know. Um, what do you think education is going to look like after this is over? Mm. Maybe we get back into the classroom. Well, I'm not really good at guessing, but I, I, I can tell you what I think it should look like. <laughs> um, no, that's you know, I think we've had to, I think as a, as a nation, um, and I'm going to say nation, cause I know that every, every nation is different, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like in the United States, we've really prioritized testing and testing and testing and, you know, this and this and that. Um, no, I know, I know where you're going with this, but go for but, it. Go for it. <laughs> People need but to hear I think this. we've we've come to realize, like when it comes down to it, to the nitty gritty, you know, is testing or the way we're doing it really that important? You know, is we're throwing it out because a lot of places have thrown it out. I know that in the in the spring of last year, we they just you know they said we're not going to test. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make this about the students. This is a pandemic. Um, so I think we realize that hey, some of the things that we thought were super important 
maybe they're not as important as, as important as we thought. I'm not. That's not to say mm-hmm. that assessments aren't aren't needed. Um, that we should just throw the baby out with the bathwater. No, but I think we have to really look at you know how we're assessing our students and and mm-hmm. you know yes. prioritize in prioritizing, but also just. I think there's more than one way to to really find out if students are are learning. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a big one for me. Um, I even saw like they took out SAT. You know, a lot of people ditched the colleges. Didn't they didn't they didn't worry about mm-hmm. the SATs and all that. And that makes me think. You know, hey, th- that can be a good thing, right? Um, because sometimes SAT scores can keep our students um, low. SAT scores, I should say, can keep our students. Mm-hmm. You know, or create more obstacles for them. So really looking at what's important. There's other things we can look at, right? Community service, grades, and just there's other things. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing yeah. is, and I've been saying this for years, and you know, I don't, you know, that I, you've preached this, and I have that, you know, even before this all happened, you and I were the, some of the first at our school, uh, along with Brian Davis, to um, use be the. We were kind of like leading the way using Canvas, and I feel like we were mm-hmm. really tech ready. So for me, that wasn't a big issue. Transitioning over to fully online was not an issue for me. Uh, the the more mm-hmm. logistical part, and so. I feel like when everything happened, there were teachers scrambling, right, to to figure out, oh, my gosh, how do I use Google Classroom? How do I use Canvas? How do I do this? But, and these mm-hmm. are teachers that said before, I could never do that. I could never learn that. But they're doing it. So I think that mm-hmm. teachers are going to be I, – I would hope that they would be a little bit more, even, even after this is over, still taking – be that lifelong learner, always be adding new tools to their bucket yes. and just really going for it and being a risk taker because – you know, I mean, God forbid, you know, this happens again, but it's just, you got to be ready. You have to, you know, um, you got to, you got to have the boat built because <laughs> things happen, you know, yeah. you, you have to be ready for it. And so I feel like we, we were ready, like you and I specifically, and a few others were really ready for it. The part that I wasn't so ready mm-hmm. for that I didn't realize was just um, being online so much and then engaging students full-time online that was more of a challenge for me but it wasn't the tech part that came for me right right yeah I I I agree totally with you it wasn't we made that transition I would say almost seamlessly it's like okay we're already Mm -hmm. doing this anyway um but I I yeah I I see that there there's definitely going to be a change I think it's going to in a way it's going to force education uh, just the delivery Mm -hmm. is going to change people are going to realize that you know the, the kids are or one one of my biggest issues is uh, I look at the the delivery of education in general, and I I look at it's like well, geez, you know, we've been doing the same thing a hundred years. Like you're talking mm-hmm. about the testing. Um, there's so many different ways to assess students, and um, I'm an advocate of choices and choice boards, and and so giving students opportunity to learn in many different ways. They're not all cookie. This all is an all cookie cutter type education, and I think this is forcing us to realize that. Um, there's going to be kids that are going to thrive in this type of environment. And then there's going to be kids that they need to have those face-to-face yes. interactions. And we're probably going to find that. I think we're going to find the same with Absolutely. teachers too. There's going to, there's going to be teachers that say, Hey, I love teaching from home and um, I could do it. And, you know, I think school districts eventually may change and find that 
you know, there are, there are people well suited for that. Absolutely. I had a principal before I won't say his name because he didn't give me his permission to do so. But um, I had a principal who was really a a forward thinker in that way. And he always believed like, Hey, we should, this is when we were using canvas in the beginning. And he said, you know, Mm -hmm. we should allow students to progress through the content at their own pace. If they can finish it quickly online, why should we hold them back? And I was a big believer in that. I don't think everybody was ready to hear him say that yet. But I think he was right. Yeah. And I think there are students that we're going to realize, you know, why would we hold students back if they can progress online and still get all the content, the skills that they need? Why should we hold them back? And so I -hmm. wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some some people or I should say some schools or they create more schools online. Some kids decide to stay online full time. Well, some others Mm -hmm. who do need that extra face to face, um, you know, interaction and need that extra support, you know, that they can still continue at the school site. But I do think it does, it, right. it, I think it's making us realize, hey, some things can be, you know, done remotely and that's okay if, if, it, if it can ease, you know, travel time or I don't know, other things, why not? Right, right. Yeah. I love not commuting. <laughs> well, you have, you have quite a ways to commute. <laughs> I'm only 10 minutes away. You're about 45 minutes. Yeah. And not in traffic yeah. either. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, do you have any anything else you'd like to <sighs> well, say, I, um, things, of, things we might have missed? I think you covered or... a lot, but I, I, I want to say, because I know other teachers are probably going to be, well, you have other teachers as well as other administrators who will listen to this. Um, I want to say to the teachers just to give yourself a little bit of grace and um, do the best that you can. And it might look different, like you said, it might look different than what you do during a normal school year. It doesn't make you a bad teacher. Um and sometimes it's okay. It's okay, you know, to take a step back and say, you know, I'm just going to focus on one thing and and get through it and then celebrate yourself for that. So that's a really big one. I want to say to administrators, um, it's super important to support your teachers. You know, we're asking that our teachers support our kids, that they show compassion, and that they do all these things to support students. But who's supporting the teachers? So I encourage administrators to to go the extra mile, make sure mm. teachers have what they need, check on their mental health. Um, you know, you're, if you can do that, and if everybody's checking on each other, we're going to get through this together. And I want to thank my department. You know, you're part of my department. I think our department has done a great job of supporting each other and being there for each other. And that's making it a lot more, you know, yeah. doable. We have our daily text threats. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that, that keeps yeah. us sane. Or insane. It depends what Absolutely. The topic is. But it's nice to have that person to share, the group to share your celebrations with, your wins, and someone to share, even venting, because mm-hmm. sometimes venting is healthy too. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a great contributions. And we'll uh, maybe we'll be able to do this again at a, a different juncture of the school year to see how the, the that would be great. is going. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you so much. So that's all we have for this episode. And join us next week as we have another teacher guest who will also be talking about the trials and tribulations of remote learning. And that will be part two.